There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 45 of the Digital Freemason Podcast for the week of oh, January 8th, 2007. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking along on my excellent adventure through the world of short Masonic educational papers. Many of these papers have been presented in my lodge, King George Lodge Number 59 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So, we're well into the new year here, and uh, well, I'm two for two on uh, getting these things out on a weekly basis, so that always helps. This piece is, an, again, a, a little bit shorter piece than I typically like to do, but uh, <clears throat> it was given as part of a, uh, the annual communications of the 1964 uh, Grand Lodge of Alberta communica- annual communications. Uh, most worshipful brother, Reverend T.S. Roy, and deals with uh, things that are vital in it. And uh, really sort of deals on sort of what it is that Freemasonry needs to do in order to make sure that it stays true to its roots and where it needs to go to and not get too far off path, I guess, so to speak. So I'll get right into it now and uh, let uh, Most Worshipful Brother Roy's uh, piece speak for itself. It is vital that we shall think of Freemasonry as a force and not just a form. There is a striking contrast here that we must not miss. A force is that which can be used, controlled, and directed. A form is something which must be served. Freemasonry must generate a force and not just perpetuate a form. The danger in any institution, whether a church or a fraternity or a form of government, is that while at its beginning it had high ideals and was motivated by lofty principles, the institution itself may become the greatest enemy of those ideals and principles. Someone once imagined a conversation between an angel and a devil. The angel exultantly announced that a way there had been a way had been found to defeat the devil. When he asked how it was to be done, the angel replied, God will implant the high ideals and lofty principles into the soul of man and inspire him to give them to the world. The devil just laughed. All I have to do, he said, is institutionalize the ideals and principles, and then wait. It will only be a matter of time until man forgets the ideals and the principles as he works to keep the institution alive. Man gets an idea or an idea, ideal. The idea or ideal creates an organization, and then the organization chokes the idea or the ideal. We begin to project a force, and we end up by serving a form. Freemasonry must be a force for the development of a superior character. We talk about the problems that face us, calling them political problems, industrial problems, or social problems. But they are all human problems in those various fields and must be solved by human beings. We think that we solve them on the knowledge level, or the intelligence level, or the interest level of our lives. But primarily, they are solved on the character levels of our lives. When Hitler came to power, he was welcomed by the German people in almost a delirious state of joy, promising them, among other things, that he would work to establish peace between Germany and the rest of the world, and to, and to promote peace among other nations. But what people, German people didn't know was that between the day he came to power and the day he set the world on fire, every question he faced was solved by the character quotient of zero. He told the man who wrote his biography, Conrad Haydn, Anyone 
who was so fussy that he had to consult his conscience about whether to keep a pact, whatever the pact, or whatever the situation, was a fool. He said he would conclude a pact in good faith one day, and be ready to break it in cold blood the next, if it was in the interests of Germany. It makes a difference whether the lives of people are in the hands of men to whom public office is not a public trust, but a private trough, or in the hands of men who are interested only in the public welfare. Experience has taught us that nothing in democracy is strong if character is weak, and nothing in democracy is weak if character is strong. If Freemasonry is not a force making the integrity of a character, then its perpetuation as a form serves no good end. Freemasonry must be a force in the world which works for brotherhood, not individualism, but brotherhood. The principal tenets of our profession are brotherly love, relief, and truth. By the exercise of brotherly love, we are taught to regard the whole human race as one family, the high, low, rich, and poor, who, being created by one almighty parent and inhabitants of the same planet, ought to aid, support, and protect each other. Now there are no exceptions. There is no category of race, or color, or class, or religion. If all Masons of the world believed that, and acted upon it, most of our tensions would be erased and our problems solved. If we do not take this position as a matter of eternal right, we will be compelled to take it from sheer necessity. What has been done, is demonstrated over and over again, is that the welfare and security of humanity depends upon brotherhood. It is an obvious fact that the welfare of those at the top primarily depends on the welfare of those at the bottom, that the welfare of the most privileged depends primarily on the welfare of the least privileged. The hardest lesson we have to learn is that the long journey down the years, humanity travels on the feet of the slowest, not the fastest. If men act upon the belief that it's every man for himself, and the devil take the hindmost, then it is only a matter of time until the fears and misfortunes of the hindmost will communicate themselves to the foremost. It is imperative that we must learn to live if we are going to live at all. Wars, economic depressions, starvation, and racial strife have thrust forcibly into our conscience the fact that if we will not acknowledge our unity on the heights, we shall be compelled to acknowledge it in the departments. If we will not acknowledge our unity in prosperity, we shall be compelled to acknowledge it in adversity. If we are not to acknowledge our unity in peace, then God Almighty will compel us to acknowledge it in war. The race that is on today is not a race between two economical ideologies, capitalism and communism. It is a race between two political theories, democracy and totalitarianism. It is a race between brotherhood and destruction. Unless Freemasonry can be the force of establishing brotherhood, it can no longer be any good reason for its continued existence. So there's Most Worshipful Brothers' thoughts on uh, on what it, we need to be doing to keep Freemasonry alive. I think that's applicable uh, in more than just in the craft, also uh, in sort of our daily things that we do. And sort of taking care of, uh, making sure that we're doing things for the right reason. I always think back to um, the art of making a deal, so to speak. And when you shake on a deal or you confirm a deal, you just don't go back on your word, even though uh, it may be to your advantage. It's interesting to take a look uh, that 
seeing as this was written in the 1960s, mid-1960s, um, he refers to the uh, sort of the ongoing battle between uh, the Western world and uh, the Eastern Bloc. And you know what, I guess in the last 40 years, haven't learned that much new, seeing as uh, there's still a battle going on. It's uh, a little bit different, uh, different ideologies, but uh, pretty much still the same thing. So apparently uh, mankind hasn't learned anything in the last 40 years, but why would that be any different than the last few thousand years that we've been uh, sort of living together as a, as a group, trying to take each other over? But that's enough postulization for, uh, for today. So I, again, have been your host, Scott, and I thank you for coming along on the journey. And until the next time, which uh, I hope will be next week as well, I'm enjoying getting back into it. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, give me a shout uh, at podcast at kinggeorgelodge.com. And until the next time, hopefully next week, keep the shiny side up.